Hello and welcome to another episode of Stream Wars, our thought leader series, where we learn from industry experts about the latest trends and challenges from across the convergent TV space. Hosted by Michael Beach. All right, today I'm joined by Joanna Drews. Joanna is the co-founder and CEO at Hyphometrics. If you don't know about Hyphometrics, you will soon. Uh, you know, panels are one of the big underpinning technologies of convergent TV space, and Hyphometrics is building what I believe will be the market leader. I was fortunate enough to get to invest early through ScreenWars Fund, and I've enjoyed watching them grow. Please enjoy my conversation with Joanna Drew. All right, Joanna, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. Well, where does this podcast find you? I am in LA, Venice to be specific, um, just a 10-minute walk from the beach. Oh, that's terrible. Well, your old uh, home, the DMV, is raining about 48 today, so I'm sure you're not missing it. <laughs> I miss it for other reasons, not the weather. Excellent. Well, we want to jump into kind of the company here in a little bit and kind of your view of the market, but kind of want you to give us an update on uh, kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had an interesting segue into uh, measurement specifically in the ad tech world. I did not start out in it. I started out um, in branding, more traditional branding, inner brand to be more specific. Um, and then I made the jump over to agencies. Um, and I became fascinated with data, how it's used, um, how it's applied to all the various strategies, um, not just media buying, but also how it informs customer journeys, segmentation, SEO, SEM, how our uh, how websites are built, how our experiences are informed from devices to platforms um, across anywhere, any touch point that a consumer has. Um, so I've been fixated on that and my career grew into that. Um, and I was lucky enough to uh, be at Group M for a few years. And after that, I um, tried a startup. And after that, I was at Comscore and I became fixated on uh, technologies and data options and uh, the gaps and the problems that are existing in the world. So in our world, I should say. Um, so with that, through that experience, I met my co-founder and CTO, who I call the engineer in the relationship. Um, and this is one of those annoying startup stories that started with a napkin um, and drawing out our idea on, on what could be, right? Um, what if we started applying next generation technologies that we experience um, in our everyday life as consumers um, and started applying it into the measurement space, um, specifically machine learning and AI, um, but also um, cryptography and uh, the management of data and, um, and, and building things ourselves. So fast forward to today, um, we have an entire proprietary and patented measurement system. Um, and we don't license any technologies. Um, everything's built from scratch and um, it's all built with intent to measure everything occurring down to the individual um, in terms of media exposure in the home. Excellent. Well, kind of, you know, give us background on Hyphometrics, you know, what challenge are you solving and uh, what's kind of the top line business model and go to market? Yep. So uh, Hyphometrics is a data as a service company. Um, we, we provide the industry with the only unified individual media metrics. Uh, it is panel based. That's what allows us to uh, receive permissions from the home and allows us to measure everything within the home. Um, so a panel is a group of people that's representative of a larger group of people. Um, and we are the only company with a chief panel officer on board. 
Our entire ethos is the convergence of next generation technology and industry expected best practices in terms of research. So the data output is of the highest quality possible and meets the industry standards. Um, it's our technology that enables the measurement of uh, the, the TV in an omnichannel fashion and secondary devices and, and all the way down to the individual. Um, but it is the panel and our panel methodology that allows us to be um, to grow into a nationally reflective um, data set and, and for, for the data to be applied in, in various ways. Um, the output of that data is what we call zero-party data. Um, we, we coined that term because it is the definitive measurement of a person's exposure to media, whether it's advertising, content, or product placement on any screen. Um, we def our technology and our methodology allows us to de definitively say um, this definitely occurred, um, and we've coined it as zero-party data. Excellent. Well, yesterday in the, this week's newsletter, we wrote about kind of the measurement space, and it's, it's always funny because it's like one of the most, uh, other than if I write about if Netflix is going to sell ads or not, it's probably the most responded to posts. And it's, you know, people uh, kind of arguing about, you know, panels versus big data and, and you know, always come back to, well, what if the, the panel itself is like the problem today, not being accurate? And obviously, you know, what a next generation uh, system would look like from a, a digital first perspective. And I think that's kind of what you're, what you're looking at, right? Yes, exactly. Um, so oftentimes I think what is, is talked about is the size of a panel. Um, but our approach is to measure absolutely everything within the home, which was never done before. Um, so we are focused on, um, again, leveraging those next generation technologies in order to understand exactly what is occurring in a holistic fashion. We're not taking um, various panels or various approaches to measurement and pulling it together, we definitively know exactly what's occurring in someone's home. And it's the technology that enables that. Um, but as, as you mentioned, the trade press, um, just this morning, an article came out in Variety where, where Mark Pritchard stated that there must be a better way, um, that um, isn't there a way to buy and place ads synchronized to when people are actually watching, matching ad supply with viewing demand. Can't we avoid having the same ad run on the same show over and over again? Isn't there a way to eliminate buying ad inventory based on audience forecasts that we know are wrong? Could we ever eliminate the need for audience guarantees, which are inherently inefficient? And that's exactly what we, we are here to do. Um, we believe that our data set can solve all of those problems because of the granularity that we provide, um, but specifically to audiences um, moving away from older demographic targets and moving to actually how people behave and what their interests are down to the individual. That's what we're here to solve for. Right. What's like, what's really difficult about building a panel? Um, oh, it's really easy. <laughs> um, no, jokes aside. Um, I think there's a high barrier to entry in terms of hardware and software. Um, software specifically, um, a lot of the technologies um, that have been used are very similar to one another. Um, and uh, it, it historically has been a litigious space, so to speak. Um, but we, um, we have usurped that with our own technology um, and are very proud of the fact that we measure um, what hasn't been measured accurately before, such as um, longer tail networks and Spanish language TV and the granularity of um, individuals and and, and um, their exact demographic information and, and their technographic information. Um, so, so our technology has, has solved for a lot of that. Um, I would say the biggest challenge um, that, that we've 
we didn't expect was just the depth and breadth of our system. There's a lot of, um, we never do a matching back to a data set or to, um, that is licensed or even our own. We measure what is occurring on the glass layer of the TV and the secondary devices in our panel. And therefore our data set grows with the growth of our data, with the growth of our own panel. That's, how, that's the difference in our methodology. Um, so the largest challenge that we faced is uh, what I would call anomalies in behavior, but they're not really anomalies, right? Um, people are uh, behaving ever more dynamically across their screens. For example, they're using um, Zoom on their TV to, I assume, work from home. We didn't account for that when we, we built our system. Um, of course, there's all um, the streaming activity that's occurring on the TV that um, that is that you and I might think is commonplace, but we didn't plan for, such as Pandora and Spotify and, um, and other longer tail apps um, as well. So, Again, I, I don't. I would I would call an anomaly because of the data sets that we've been used to seeing. Um, they're not actually an anomalies. This is how real humans are behaving, and that's why we are here to exist to to catch that granularity in human behavior, um, to catch that differentiation across individuals, um, and and highlight it and bring it forth to the industry. Great. So if I'm a customer of yours, what, you know, what does a win look like? What, is, you know, what's the best opportunity from kind of a next gen panel like Hive Metrics? Yeah, um, we're here to facilitate a common language um, through data across the ecosystem. Um, so our data set serves as a match key across all your various efforts. So many of our customers have uh, various large data or census data sets um, they have access to or even other panel data that they have access to. Um, but the technologies used um, in those data sets um, whether it's it's a consumer-facing device not used for not meant for measurement or whatever it might be, tends to have various gaps in it. Um, we talk about streaming a lot and um, the audience measurement gap that exists there. We solve for that. Um, but you know, going back to this concept of the match key, um, when you have all these data sets uh, and and your data aggregator, it is upon you to pull it together and to tell a holistic story. It's nearly impossible to fill all those gaps uh, without an oracle of truth, so to speak. So our data set is that oracle of truth. Technically, it's that match key. You can take our data set and then match it to the larger data sets, fill those gaps, and um, help make uh, better strategic decisions. Um, I think that's ultimately what we're here to do. Um, as decision makers and, and their, uh, the information they used to rely on becomes more opaque and stripped out, we're here to reintroduce uh, that, those data sets that they were, they were so reliant on um, with, with the granularity that they expect. Excellent. You put your, your kind of old agency hat on, uh, we're sitting here five years from now, what uh, what does overall the measurement world look like and kind of how many data sets am I dealing with and kind of what's my day to day? Yeah, well, to your earlier point, um, the, the marketplace is very vocal in terms of measurement and, and what they might want. Um, I think it's become abundantly clear that they're looking for consumer centricity, interoperability and cross device insights. Um, and we check all of those boxes, um, which we're, of course, very excited about. Uh, in the past, there was a single black box um, and uh, what was produced out of that black box um, was a somewhat agreed to uh, methodology by the industry. Um, and and that what that black box produced was what everybody agreed to. Um, and it worked. 
uh, but the industry has been vocal in terms of, of saying that it's not working anymore. Um, and what they're asking for is transparency and interoperability across all these various data sources, data sources and also currency efforts. Um, because we're privacy compliant, omni-channel, cross device, and, and down to the individual, we see ourselves as a transparent box um, available to the entire marketplace to use our data however they wish. So again, going back to that match key concept um, and, 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 and facilitating interoperability, we empower all these new uses of data um, and empower uh, the application of, of smarter strategies and more granular strategies in order to place ad dollars more efficiently and target the right audience. So I think there's going to be more optionality over the next two, three, five years. Um, and we're very excited to be part of that. All right. Fun question. So uh, if you were running Nielsen and you could make one strategic decision to improve the company, what would that be? And one caveat being it cannot be filing uh, frivolous lawsuits. <laughs> um, great question. So uh, if I was Nielsen, I would become a customer of Hyphometrics data. Why not, right? Great we're answer. not a currency. We're not a rating. We're data as a service. We are here to solve the problems that are in existence in the marketplace that have been voiced over the last five 10, 15 years, and it keeps growing year after year. And, and we're at a point now where I think the industry is screaming about it from my own point of view. Um, we can't open the trade press without reading about it, which of course we applaud and and we're, we're here to be part of that conversation. Um, but again, we're, we're not here to be a currency. We're simply here to empower the future state of trading um, and to help solve problems across the entire ecosystem. Um, for example, we're the only company that's able to measure video gaming in the same capacity that, that TV is measured in terms of consumption. Um, again, we measure Spanish language TV, long tail um, networks, all these problems that are continuously voiced on a daily basis. Um, our technology solves it. Um, so, and, and we're here to serve as that common language and, and, and fill those gaps. So by becoming a customer of ours, imagine a world where um, the currency provider, the, uh, the brands, the agencies, and the networks are all speaking to an agreed to language and can come together um, and, and feel good about the decisions that they're making. Uh, great answer. Love it. Uh, so I know, you know, the overall space is, uh, you know, about as hot as anything I've seen you know, since I've been working in the industry. Uh, you know, I'm sure you got people beating down your door. Are you raising additional capital? And, you know, what has excited investors most about Hyphometrics? Um, so absolutely, you know, we're a company at a nascent stage and, and we're, we're high growth. Um, we've proved ourselves out with our, um, with our products, uh, thus far our POC that's, that's being supported by, uh, the ecosystem that, that is very humbling to be honest. Um, so absolutely we'll be doing uh, a capital raise in the near future. And we do get a lot of interest from the financial community. I would say that they're most excited about our clean technology and our clean business model. Um, we're not licensing any software or, or any hardware. We're not using consumer-facing hardware that is not meant for measurement. Everything from the manufacturing of our, of our devices down through to the access of our data through our API that our customers are using today, there's consistency across all of it. It's all proprietary and it's all meant to 
measure individuals in a cross in an omni-channel and cross-device fashion. Um, so that is what entices them. Of course, um, at the highest level, it's it's the problems that we've been talking about through this conversation that have become abundantly um, uh, apparent through the trade press. Um, so at a tactical standpoint, that's what excites them. But once they look under the hood and they see that we've really truly built this system entirely from scratch, even our data management internally, um, we have a system called the panel administration system or PASS for short. And it's where our panel team and our tech team come together. So our entire measurement is cloud-based. We never have to visit a home. We're continuously updating the operating system in, in panelists' homes, and it's a seamless uh, occurrence. And as that machine learning is occurring and the measurements occurring within the home, we see that in the panel administration system. It's also where we manage households and we see if a, if a meter might become faulty or if a household goes on vacation and hasn't, hasn't let us know. Um, so that's a differentiator uh, um, of ours um, when you look at the measurement space in itself that the panel and the tech team work so hand in hand um, in a technical way um, that makes a seamless uh, measurement system um, and it's our proprietary panel administration system that supports that entire effort. Um, so again, it being a clean business model, not reliant on any other technologies or hardware, um, and having a clean data output that truly solves problems across the entire ecosystem is what is most enticing. Excellent. On the same vein, you know, if you were starting another company in the kind of ad tech and, and video space, uh, well, what would you focus on? Honestly, <laughs> I'm so focused on Haifa and every day we find new problems that we solve um, that this is a, a really tough question for me. Um, you know, for example, one of the uh, articles that that um, came to my attention this week was um, CTV ad fraud. Um, that was a popular topic a couple of years ago and now it seems to be bubbling back up. We, um, we see all the ad calls in the home and then we can overlay that against uh, people's true um, exposure uh, um, of CTV on, on, the, on the TV itself. So um, we solve that problem, right? So as the data set grows, as we learn from its granularity, and as we hear from the marketplace, we're continuously making those connection points. And I'm so focused on that, um, that, <laughs> that thinking outside of that um, is, is, was truly too hard for me. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> That's all right. Well, that's, a, that's a good answer. Uh, excellent. Well, we kind of covered a lot here today. I'll, I'll get kind of two questions we ask all our guests. Um, you know, first, kind of give me one prediction for a year from now that's kind of under the radar nobody's talking about. Yeah, I think that um, a year from now, um, you know, due to the fact that the marketplace is more educated um, than ever on data quality um, and the differences of, of sources and, and how to prepare for the cookie replacement, for example, um, there's a lot of conversation around first party data. Um, but I think a year from now, once the marketplace becomes accustomed to first party data, um, a year from now, they're going to uh, be talking about zero party data more and more um, because First party data also has its gaps. It's its, its own version of a walled garden, for example. Um, and until we find a way to crumble those walls across all the first party data sources, um, the solution beyond that is zero party data or what we call uh, panel data here at Haifa. Um, that that will truly um, serve as, as a solution for those efforts. 
And I know you've done a lot of you know good research and writing on that. What's the best place for kind of our audience to to read about zero party data and and kind of your offering? I think the trades have done a fantastic job, um, especially in the last couple of years, about educating the marketplace. Um, I think you'd agree there's a lot of words that used to be used in very broad strokes. And we've really, as an industry, come together to hone in on exactly what some of these things mean. Um, I rely myself on Ad Exchanger, Digiday, AdAge, Variety. Um, so those are some of the ones, and of course, Media Post, the ones that I read every day. Um, I think everyone is is doing a fantastic job of, of honing in on the problems and, and talking about the solutions. Um, and I also pay attention to macro trends, right? Um, so that we don't exist in a bubble. I often say that um, while working in media, it's, it's obviously a, um, a fantastic sector to be in, um, but we sometimes forget why it exists and it exists to facilitate information across our society, right? Um, so when, when I try to um, look at our impact at a macro level, I, I focus on The Economist, Seeking Alpha, The Wall Street Journal, and New York Times, and they're all starting to cover um, exactly what impact these problems are having on our greater society as a whole as well. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time today, and uh, I know our audience is going to love this conversation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Screen Wars. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. You can find out more about Cross Screen Media at crossscreenmedia.com. Please don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter, State of the Screens. You can find us on social media at Cross Screen Media. Join us next time for more insights and analysis straight from the experts.